women, one podcast, a hard stack of romance novels. Welcome to the Kinky Ladies Book Club. I'm Kayla with my badass bitches, Amanda. Hello. Diantha. Hi. And unfortunately, Nicole's not joining us this time. She's too busy wrangling other podcasters into submission. That or she might have gotten kidnapped by the mob. Who knows? This week, we're reading Made for the Mafia Boss, Moscatelli Crime Family Book One by Cameron Hart. Made for the Mafia Boss is everything you've come to expect from my books. Lots of sweet, plenty of heat, and just enough drama to keep things interesting. This unlikely pair have a happily ever after that just might rival Darlene's favorite fairy tale. Safe, no cheating, and HEA guaranteed. I had to look that up because I had no idea what the hell HEA guaranteed means. Oh, happily ever after. Yeah, I found that out after I Googled it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what is this, like a HEPA warning? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It needs to be filtered properly before you can read it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> there are like a bunch of people who avoid certain books if they don't have happy endings. So a lot of authors put that in the blur. We'd be like, hey, they're fine at the end and there's no cheating. Well, I mean, to be fair, I also want those things, but mm-hmm. I would prefer if everything that's in the middle is also good. Usually. I really wish they would put like uh, a PTSD warning or warning like there's tons of unresolved conflict with our characters that they've gone through tons of trauma um because we all know how much i hate that trope yeah i just don't really feel like it's necessary to have a ton of excessive backstory about how traumatic their lives were i skipped it she's so poor though i realized when they started talking about it i just went nope no care moving on yeah it was very similar to that uh curvy chef book where she's like she's like chubby and sad and poor and a virgin and yeah, what is that he like needs a strong man with uh scars both both physically and emotionally and a bunch of chest tattoos um to save her from poverty and sadness and also take yes. her virginity. And also being fat mm-hmm. yeah or like her her plump size 16 i'm like okay then okay <laughs> what i was happy yeah. she was 60 but let's move let's talk about the fact that i was happy that she was a size 16 yeah that was fine i like that yeah, i'm a size like, 16 yeah. i'm blush was thick and delicious you are. <laughs> you are very delicious would you describe <laughs> yourself as he described her as creamy Oh yeah, her creamy skin. I don't know. She's Something about that makes me feel weird when people that's describe. Just, that's just because all the other words for white are weird. Even that's weirder. true. You that's can't true. be calling her pasty. That's not. We nice. <laughs> <laughs> call her porcelain. I don't know, but like Ivory. creamy sounds kind of. I just I don't like the word cream. Maybe that's my problem. Yeah. Well, he does talk about uh, about her coming and then being creamy and stuff like that and her mm-hmm. cream coming out and it's like, she's creamy all over dude <laughs> she's creamy all over find another one i mean he does spread it all over her like there is a part True. in the book where they describe mm-hmm. that um but yeah i just wish they would stop with the, like oh she's f- fat uh poor and a virgin like that whole stuff like why can't there just be a badass bitch who's thick and awesome just rocking it like can we just have that um much appreciation because 
obviously since this is the book I chose, I had to read through the whole thing. <laughs> I couldn't just skim, but it just, that instantly turned me off in the beginning. And I also didn't appreciate how aggressive this guy was in the beginning. Oh yeah. Oh no, we're going to talk about it. I have a lot of thoughts about that. It made me very angry. <laughs> um, but first, shall we, uh, because Nicole's not here to wrangle us. And I know, she's not. I know, we're skipping all the parts. We're she's skipping gonna, all over the place. Gonna we're going to so send mad. her this audio and she's going to be like, what are they doing? <laughs> what is life? What is happening? So um, do we want to read some reviews? Yes, we should probably read some reviews. Oh my I, have a, I have a one star here that says some thoughts that I feel. Um, one star by, I want to say Natty, or maybe it's Nady. Um absolutely absurd story from start to finish this was one of the more ridiculous stories i've read the actual story plot the characters and their actions were just a big huh i enjoyed a lot of this author's books especially the cowboy series but this book was just hilariously terrible won't continue this specific series um but apparently the cowboy series is good according to this person not gonna find out Saws. <laughs> Um, there's a five-star review for Thick Chick for the Mafia Boss by I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, the thick bookstagrammer who loves shapeshifters just ended up being at the wrong place at the wrong time in the midst of the bookstagram photo shoot. She heard angry voices and flew away from the scene. Flew away. <laughs> She didn't realize that she had accidentally spied on a mafia deal transaction and was kidnapped by them, only to be brought to their jaw-dropping, gorgeous, and filthy rich John of Chicago, Matteo Muscatelli. Oh, she is Darlene, by the way. <laughs> by the way, not as exciting as the filthy rich John of Chicago. Uh, Matteo knows that she's not a threat. However, he can't release her now, knowing that her life is already in danger. So what now? She became his tesoro. How did that happen? Read on, babes. X all books in Mateo's library. This person, like, even used different types of font. Like, <laughs> she went ham. I'm assuming she has a, has a bookstagram of her own. She probably um, does. That she, she took an actual physical copy of this book to a dangerous location where she, she knew posted, there would be trouble in the middle of the night. <laughs> she even posted a picture. Like, oh, God. I click on it. It's not a very good picture. It's a Kindle. Yeah. <laughs> it's a picture of the cover on a Kindle. <laughs> she tried. She um, tried. I mean, yeah, I give her props. <laughs> I have a five star from Amanda who says, I loved the book. I love the book and can't wait for the next one. I just have one thing that bugs me. I don't mind curse words or swear words. I work with soldiers, so foul language doesn't bother me, but it is getting annoying at the use of God, Jesus, and or Christ in any variation as a curse or swear as a curse or swear word. Please stop taking the Lord's name in vain in every other paragraph and in every sex scene. You're an author, and if it's that hard to think of new words, go old, go old school and use a thesaurus, please. It's getting old from the authors I like to read. She's mad. Wow. They are taking the Lord's name and fame she's in a sex cool book and she swears. doesn't like it. She's cool with swears. She's cool with porn. But don't you take the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> wow. Picking and choosing, Amanda. Picking and choosing. What? Oh. She's not oh. offended by, by all the cream coming out of the woman, but she is offended by using the Lord's name in vain. 
I'm surprised Gosh. she wasn't offended by all of the premarital sex then. My gosh. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, oh, wow. What? <laughs> uh, can I have... Okay, I just want to do one more. It's a three-star by April C. Cheesy. This was so over-the-top cheesy that it was painful to read. It only got three stars because I was actually able to finish it. That, in and of itself, was a miracle. Thank yeah, you, I Jesus. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. I had to keep taking breaks because I was just, yeah, I it pretty fast because it was pretty short and it wasn't, there wasn't, I, I, I wasn't used. So I didn't have to actually pay that much attention. I could, I could just sort of <laughs> mm-hmm. read it really fast. So yeah, I did a lot of skimming. Um, it was a pretty fast read and there's nothing. So I didn't find it so egregious that I like had to throw it across the room at any point in time. No. Yeah. Um, That's so true. The biggest thing I hated about it was just like, why did we have to do that stupid stereotypical, like, oh, she's fat version and like has no experience, but needs a beastie man to save her. And then also, you know, the whole trauma thing. Like, can we stop with the trauma thing? Yeah. Because it's like, we start just- out- I think that's just the point of these types of like bully romance books. I think that's why we come across them so often. Like the the chubby, sad, poor girl gets rescued by the hot, bully, juice head, dick dude, who the only way that she can be saved is through the power of his money and penis, I think is just like a genre that people are into. And somehow we, somehow keep, we keep stumbling upon them. Was this one recommended to us? I want to check if this was recommended. I can't remember if it was recommended. I think I might have just picked it because I'm also Sicilian. So I'm just so like, let's pick this one. As soon as it started reading it, I was like, I wonder if she picked this because it has a bunch of Italians in it. Yeah, that's pretty much why I picked it. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that's why I picked it. Because I thought like, ooh, maybe this could be like kind of fun. And then it's just like part, uh, part of me was crushed with some of like those like little things. But because like nope, what? Nope. nope, 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 nope. Wasn't recommended. You picked it probably because of the because you're Italian. But this was recommended to us by the author. Oh. oh. Yeah. Hi, Cameron. Really. Sorry, Cameron. Uh, we didn't like your book. Well, I mean, we <laughs> I didn't hate. Wait, 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 I didn't hate your book. The, the worst thing I've read this season, and I finished it. I also finished but, it. I don't want to read it again or anything else you've <laughs> written. Well, I, now I kind of want to read the cowboy ones if it's better well, than this. Maybe maybe he wrote this first and then he's gotten better. Maybe he has some dragon shifter ones because I read that and I immediately thought... Ooh, maybe she was reading his dragon shifter books in the... Because we had just read the dragon shifter books. So I was like, what is, what is this? Who's listening to our conversations? I know. I thought it was really ironic because yeah. what we start off this book where we meet Darlene and her bestie Freya and already off the bat, we have two total opposite characters. Uh, Darlene keeps to herself. She's a bookworm dresses in super backy clothes, which apparently is a result because she goes to the thrift store, but let's be honest, you can still dress fashionable and go to the thrift store, you know, witness right here i'm a size 16 i have no issues finding clothes that fit me properly at the thrift store it's my preferred method of shopping because i'm just you know well not cheap but i like to save money on good stuff and you find some pretty unique pieces there um 
And Freya is like described as fiery. She's not afraid of confrontation. She's beautiful, like takes charge, but apparently she's a job hopper and just likes to quit jobs whenever she feels like it. And it just goes on to the next one. Um, she starts off the book as like a dog walker or something like that. Um, and already off the bat, we learned that they both live troubled lives, uh, which we all know is my least favorite thing. And, um, they only have each other. They all, they both grew up in the foster care system. Freya was in and out of the foster care system. And then, uh, Darlene has just been there pretty much the majority of her life. Uh, so that's her experience. And it's always been like bad foster families. Um, we learn later, she clearly has like some PTSD about that, where she's got a, a fear of being abandoned. She never got adopted. They just ended up phasing out. Um, so they only have each other. They are each other's family. So they have a routine. So Freya comes and gets her from work and then they go to their favorite cafe um, in which their Freya gives her a life talk about how she needs to live her own adventure and stop being stuck in books because Darlene reads an excessive amount and it's crazy how fast she can read. Like, I can't, like, I can't read that fast. Her whole personality is, uh, I was a foster kid and now I read books. Yeah, I live in It's very sad. Yeah, already off the bat. I was like, I thought this was supposed to be sexy. Like, why am I feeling sad before we even started? I don't like that. Um, so Darlene loves books so much, so much that she has a bookstagram. Um, and she took out a bunch of dragon shifter books from the library, which I didn't know that libraries, well, public libraries carried erotic novels. Oh, they sure they do. Should. Yeah. I never sense. knew that. That's new information for me. One more reason <laughs> to go to the library. Mm-hmm. Support, support, your local well, support your local libraries, people. They have erotica. <laughs> they, they have a whole section dedicated to erotica, specifically dragon shifters. Um, <laughs> I do have the Libby app, which I absolutely love. So I do support the library without physically going. Um, so she takes these books and she's like, oh, I know the best place to go take pictures for the bookstagram, which apparently is an abandoned shipyard that she used to escape to and just like wander in and go read her books. Because who doesn't like to go to abandoned buildings and just go read books on the pier? Yeah, as a, a woman, I like to go to abandoned shipyards at night to take pictures just by myself in the dark in Chicago. It's yeah. Good. Yeah, in Chicago. <laughs> Listen, she reads a lot of books and she's very smart, okay? She knows what mm -hmm. she's doing. She knows what she's doing. Well, it worked out fine. Yeah, weirdly enough, but like if yeah, I don't know. I don't think this would happen in real life. Like you'd be you'd be gone. Like it's not gonna happen. They would have found her like in the harbor two weeks from then. Yeah. Probably not. Like they would have just given her some cement shoes and just let her go on her way. Mm -hmm. Um but so she's taking pictures and she's like, yeah, I got some stacked ones, like open ones. She's like, poof, 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 the camera loves you like on some old, you know, car, like some beetle that got left behind. So while she's doing this, she hears yelling and she's like, Ugh, and then freaks out and runs away. Oh, well, flew away. I'm, I'm sorry. The commenter said flew away. Um, and she thinks the coast is clear. She tries to go leave these two goons grab her 
And she's thinking, oh my God, I'm getting mugged. I don't have anything. I have no money. We now emphasize again how poor she is. Um, and they take her books and they toss them out and they fuck them all up, which kind of did make me sad. They do emphasize that in the description. I'm like, oh, those poor books. Like, you know, how rude. Um, so they take her bag. They're like, oh, keep the bag. And then they put the bag over her head and then take her. Um, so it turns out she accidentally crashed a mafia deal in the making and is mistaken as a spy. So this is when she's brought to Mateo. Like, we don't even know where they are in some compound. Um, I just kept thinking of the Godfather house <laughs> the whole time. Um, horse heads everywhere. <laughs> and uh, so we meet Mateo and he's like freaking out. He like broke his phone. Clearly a dude with anger issues. Um, and he likes to keep reminding us how he's the youngest Don of all the land. And now he had a fight like hell to prove it. And he's just ready for blood. And he's saying how he's going to kill the guy who's the spy. Um, and she's not even like two feet in the door. And he's like, damn, look at those curves under those baggy ass clothes. And he's having lusty ass feelings already. It's like, well, what? he's so angry. Because he hasn't had sex since he was 20 years old, because that's when he became the Don and decided that he can never have any sort of weaknesses. And so, of course, the first pair of, like, decent-sized boobs he saw, he was like, ding, ding. The thing is, like, the bag wasn't even removed from her head. What if this was just a really big dude with, like, tiggle bitties and, like, you don't know. Who cares about the face if the boobs are nice? Am I right, guys? That's what I always say. <laughs> Is that your catchphrase? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she like walks in the door and he's like, look at this shabby, big boobed goddess. I have to protect her with my whole self. Take the bag off her head. <laughs> this is my wife. <laughs> my angel. He keeps, re- he, yeah. Mm. yeah. I hate that so, so much. It's so stupid. He keeps having like, oh, fuck. He, he says fuck so much. I was just like, damn, he's aggressive and all this grunting. And it kind of made sense because she does mention that Beauty and the Beast is her favorite book. So meet and the fact that she's obsessed with books, whatever. Um, I just immediately thought like, oh, this is kind of like the mafia meets humans. It meets Beauty and the Beast kind of thing. Um, it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> The only thing that was missing, (laughs) the only thing that was missing was, uh, you know, songs and uh, furniture talking. Um, But we have Luca, who is Mateo's secondhand man, um, who gets all disgruntled like all the time because he has to like do stuff for him. But he's still super loyal. So they realize you know she wasn't actually a spy they destroy her phone and they're like okay well Stefano from the the Ricci crime family that they were trying to do a deal with called the deal off and was like you know kill the spy and he's like no I gotta save her now I gotta protect her so he's like guess what you're gonna be my maid (laughs) you're gonna stay here you're gonna live in the compound you're gonna be my maid as he's having like lusty thoughts about her um so she's 
you know, super confused, doesn't know what to do, but I guess she's like, okay, I guess just got to go with it. I have no life anyways. So she was like, am I your slave now? And he was like, well, no. <laughs> Define slave. Define slave. Define slave. Can you leave? No. no. Are you doing work for me for free? Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> you get to live here against your yeah. will. Yeah. Who cares yeah. about your friends, your job, or your house? Not me. <laughs> oh, it's not even her house. It's her yeah. Super shitty apartment that she right. only has because she needs somewhere to store her books. With her hand-me-down mattress with the springs coming out of it, the like in a freaking fucking cartoon. Cinderella bullshit. Yeah, like. it was. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was surprised right. she didn't have a cat. I'll be honest. I'm actually surprised she didn't have a cat Should either. Have had a cat. Like, but but then again, she did mention how being in foster, like the foster system, she couldn't have pets. Um, and that's why, like, Freya really liked that job of dog walking because she could be with animals. Um, so, yeah, now she's stuck in this compound. They're like, okay, we need to go through the protocol because we need to protect you. So apparently that means giving her a strip search, uh, giving burning her clothes, um, <laughs> and providing her with clothes that are way too small. Um, then she has to go meet Luca to go call and like tie up loose ends. So she pretty much just like out of nowhere, out of the blue, quits her job. But the job, like the boss is like, oh, it's okay. Like come back when you want. Um, kind of thing. And and at first Freya is a little skeptical, but then she's like, Oh, okay, like that's cool. You get to go. Like the the story was she's gonna be a living maid for some rich guy. I got she's Freya's like, I don't trust this. And then she goes, and there's this big ass library and Freya's like, all right, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I, like, get I understand. It it's just beauty and the beast. Yep. She like yeah. opens up the doors to the library and she's like, Well, maybe you'll be able to sleep. It's so bad. Look at all the books they give me. <laughs> Look at all the things. I also love I highlighted the one um quote from when she like loses her clothes. Unfortunately, the woman took my clothes and said she had to burn them as per protocol seven. <laughs> what? Protocol seven is this bitch's tacky clothes. With her, you know, her fucking what, what? What did the shirt say again? I don't know. It was like a pun about reading. They get her all settled in or whatever. She starts her new job, but uh, her job is to only clean Mateo's bedroom and his living quarters. Red flag. Which is so many weird. Red flags super weird <laughs> um so yeah before uh she actually starts her job and gets actual clothes though there's this like moment with them in this library so she discovers that library and she's like i don't have any clothes so i'm gonna wear this really small robe um she hasn't sh- emphasized how she hasn't showered yet so she's wearing whatever she has at the moment and finds the library go reads a book in there and then falls asleep and is awoken by a really pissed off Mateo because she thinks, oh, he's mad because I left the room. I don't know what the rules are. You never told me the rules. I like rules, which I guess gave him a hard on. He was all for it. Please, master, Um, give me some rules. Look at my tiny, tiny robe. I need more rules, sir. (laughs) Tell me how to do so. Um, So she took it as like him being upset and like, oh, he's going to kick me out kind of vibe. So it's like immediate like PTSD response. Um, But he's just trying to like hold himself back because he finds her super hot and doesn't want anybody else to see because he's super hella possessive. Um, 
there's a couple times where like he catches himself from saying I don't want anybody to see what's mine I mean I don't want anybody to you know yes (laughs) he catches himself um so yeah like it's just a bunch of jibber jabber about mob stuff that we don't care about um and the first like sex scene that comes up is Mateo's in the shower jerking himself real aggressively um imagining he likes to say like tight fucking pussy a lot um like a lot like it's kind of excessive um imagining like what it would be like to be with Darlene and then it turns out Darlene was uh, spending a little too much time in the library so it was a little late to do her duties so she was in his room trying to clean um and then didn't want him seeing her like didn't want him to see her in there cleaning late so when he went in the she hid in the closet <laughs> and then when he went to go take a shower she tried to escape but then she heard aggressive grunting and noises from the shower and thought he was being hurt so then she was what just turns out she was just going to end up watching him jerk off so she's watching him jerk off touching herself which I feel like for her being a virgin is a very ballsy, ballsy move. Um, not having any experience with another person in that regard. Um, and then he comes out after he, you know, all over the shower wall. Bah, he apparently she, she now has to clean because she's the maid. Yeah, right. <laughs> she now needs to clean this massive load out of the shower. Um, but before that happens, he hears her make a little like noise and he's like what's that because he has heightened senses because he's a mob boss um yeah <laughs> he's better he's on the beast. block he's a mob boss so he has heightened senses you know he's he further away through the power of the mafia <laughs> when you become the don you get the powers of the don <laughs> the powers of the don <laughs> you get the power of the don um he's been around the block so he knows he knows he, no one can sneak up on him because he's the Don. Um, the youngest Don of Chicago. He was in the closet and he didn't know. <laughs> she could have been a murderer, an assassin from a rival, a rival mafia clan. Yeah, exactly. He so he pretty much pins her to the wall. And like, if they already had a sexual relationship and they already had boundaries, I would have been okay with him putting his hand on her throat. But the fact that they did not kind of turned me off because it's like, you don't know her boundaries. How do you know that she likes that? Um, You haven't had that discussion. It's just been a lot of stuff in your mind. Um, So they ended up having their first moment of kissing. He's like, oh, were you touching yourself while you were you know watching me jerk off to images of you and she's like yes he's like did you orgasm and she's like no and he's like do you want me to take care of that (laughs) so yeah ends up eating her out which if this was a relationship that was already established i'd be like okay that's pretty fucking hot but the fact that it wasn't uh turned me off i didn't like that it didn't feel like it was very consensual and it's the most aggressive oral sex i've ever read in one of the it's like intensely aggressive she comes like 16 times or something she has like what it's like a continuous orgasm that she just doesn't know what to do with and he just keeps going and it's like calm down 
dude. <laughs> Calm oh, yourself down. down. Come up for air. Take a breath. <laughs> You're like a dog that hasn't eaten in like a couple days. <laughs> like what? Well, it's been 10 years. Well, it's for true. No, no good reason. <laughs> Why? Question, question, question. How old is she? I don't think she's that old. He's 30. They're real specific about that. Yeah, they do. They do I say mean, that he's older. I don't recall them actually saying how old she was in particular, um, but it said that she just recently started living on her own. So she must have started. So it's like she just aged out of foster care. So she's like just eight. She's like 18, 19. Probably like 18, 19, maybe 20 if we're pushing it. Because it said she was saying like, oh, I just started finally feeling like I was grounded and like blah, 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 like or whatever. But, does it not tell us? I guess it doesn't, huh? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't find an age. All I knew is that, like, he was. He had an age gap on her, and that's so. That's probably maybe eighteen to twenty is like the age range for her. For it's it's three years since we got out, so she's twenty-one. Yeah, probably. Okay. Somewhere around that. So at least she's not underage. <laughs> Um, well, they're never no. underage in these books. Yeah, it's just just Can't barely be. at the cusp. Yeah, barely at the cusp. Um, so yeah, he aggressively eats her out, um, and she's just like, "Well, f- what the fuck, me? What? <laughs> like that whole thing?" Um, so yeah, there's a lot of eating her out, which I do appreciate. I appreciate that a lot. Because I feel like a lot of these books don't have enough of that. There are there is lots of foreplay in this book. We make sure that she's satisfied all the time, which is great. Maybe a little too satisfied, um, but that that is uh, a plus. And I didn't think that the sex scenes were. Some of them were a little bit aggressive, but um, yeah. like hotness scale, they weren't. Um, you know, there isn't anything that particularly squicked me out. I didn't particularly hate them. I thought they were. They did that thing where there was occasionally too much. Uh, like waxing poetic too many angels too many like ooh, baby i love your goosh yeah stuff like that (laughs) um and like kayla i was not a like he really likes choking and i don't think he ever asks her about it so he doesn't and it's like that's that's my biggest issue is like i don't mind a little bit of it personally but like if it's like gentle not aggressive, but like have a conversation before you put your hands on someone's throat because she literally thought he was gonna like kill her. Like she kind of felt like, oh shit, he just I just watched him jerk off and now he's pissed and he's gonna put his hands on my throat. You're a dangerous man. And he's like, I'm a monster. You should run away from me. He's like, but I'm not gonna let you go. <laughs> <laughs> Those so are the rules sad. of serfdom. You're stuck here. <laughs> uh when he goes so he's just when he saw her with the bag over her head and he decided that he was going to keep her forever he and then he just keeps saying that to himself and then to her you're never leaving i'm never letting you go you're lying you so I'm much you have you to forever stay. and ever and ever and ever just so you know you don't get a say in this i'm taking you when you don't when i can't see you i feel crazy and when we're in the same room and you're not sitting on me then i go crazy, crazy as well yeah and this whole duration of this book happens within like like them having sex it's like a one month period 
And then by the end of the book, it's only been like a three month period. So it's like, wow, that escalated quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, They're made for each other. They just knew they were soulmates. The girl who literally has never been in a relationship and has been in and out of the foster care system found her one. She's the perfect victim. Yeah, Yeah. right. (laughs) Can I just read really fast? Um, she, she, this is the thing she's wondering. How mm-hmm. can he go from angry to annoyed to soft and gentle in under 10 minutes? And I wrote, that's how abuse works. Yeah. He um, buys out her lease and takes all her stuff out of her apartment. Puts it in storage on the compound. Didn't ask her about <laughs> Everything that. Everything you ever need is here. Yeah. yeah. Why would you have to go back to your apartment? This all you need that is that I me. gave you is so much better than that hovel you were living in. I took you from the village, Martha, and now you have five werewolf husbands. <laughs> I mean, he even says that after they took, so after like they kind of started their relationship, he was not, he was actually never completely honest with her because he went behind Stefano Richie's back and he went to the Gambinos, which I'm kind of surprised like they're using like real mob names in this book. I'm like pretty sure the Gambino crime family wouldn't appreciate that. Um, I don't think they're going to read this book. <laughs> probably not, but you know, using name people's names in in that way, you know, you could have just came up with a bunch of different crime boss names. But apparently, he goes to New York because the the Gambino family wants access to ports in uh, Chicago and Stefano was being sketchy snake. And apparently he wanted the property just because he wanted to do human trafficking. I was like, okay, now we're going down another dark hole. (laughs) And Mateo's like, not over my dead body. Like, not in my like not in my city kind of thing so he goes over stefano makes a deal with the gambinos and he's like yeah no uh human trafficking so he comes back and he's like okay well stefano is not a problem anymore but i don't want to tell her because i don't want her to leave (laughs) i don't want her to leave me so he's pretty much manipulated the situation and made it seem like she was still in danger he's like oh but 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 like she doesn't seem like she wants to leave anyways. So it's okay. He kept justifying it. Um, she hasn't but, explicitly said, please let me go. You're scaring me. This isn't where I live. I don't want to be a slave. So she must love it here. Right? Like she didn't specify that like being captured, you know. Ooh, but I mean, like, yeah, it's true it's, love. It's apparently, fate. It's true soulmates, obviously. She read it in a book. The good old virgin trope that he's super into. He's like, how did I get so lucky? Yeah. It's like, oh, you're, oh, you're pure. You're pure, pure and you're mine. I, when I, when I started figuring out that she was most likely a virgin, I was like, God. I wrote, no, 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 no. And then it turned out both her and Freya were, were virgins. I was like, God. Yeah. And which I'm kind of surprised because Freya is so beautiful and gorgeous and, well, you know, she's obviously too traumatized by too the broken. foster care system, and therefore she can't have sex until whatever book comes where she and Luca get together. I think obviously. it's the one after this one. Yeah. Probably. And then she also gets to lose the virginity to her soulmate. Oh my god. As everybody does. Everyone does. I don't know if you knew that, but it is uh, whoever you lost your virginity to is your yeah. soulmate. Congratulations, we'll have everyone. sex right away. It'll be great. 
No, no. You'll instinctively yeah, no. know how to give a blowjob to an Italian man. The person <laughs> I lost my virginity to was like, I wonder if I would fit inside you. Like that was his phrase <laughs> with initiating sex. Oh my God. <laughs> I wonder if it will fit. I mean, it sounds like it worked though, because he is the guy that you lost your virginity to. And uh, actually, I probably would have preferred Mateo over the person I actually lost my virginity to. Well, we all would. Um, Choking and aggression aside. Well, I mean, he did slow up and like he didn't just like dive into like having yeah, when sex. They had, when they had the actual sex no. for the first time. Yeah. But I do appreciate that he just didn't just like dive in and just completely dominate her like off the bat. They kept like going back and forth in their minds about how they loved each other, but didn't want to say it. Because they didn't want to be like, oh, like the first time we have sex and you make me come with your dick. And I don't want it to be that, you know, stereotypical, like, I'm a virgin and I love you and I fall in love with you after our first time. Well, you did that. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly. You can't, don't stop the act and then say, I don't want to be like this and then do that. <laughs> as soon as they didn't use a condom, I was like, oh, no. It was one I was of like, my I know exactly where this is going. It, um... Their, their reason for not using a condom. Um, I haven't been with anyone in nearly a decade, I tell her. I've always used a condom, but I don't want to I don't want to with you. I want to feel your warm little pussy squeeze the life out of me and milk the seed from my cock. And I just wrote, so stupid. <laughs> stupid little stupid people. Lots of milk and cream. There's a lot of dairy yeah. forward um, <laughs> well, he imagery does here. That he's an Italian man and he literally lives on pasta and dairy and cheese. <laughs> so, I also, there's a point where she hugs him and he's like, what are you doing? Oh yeah, what is that? What is this? And, and she's like, I'm hugging hug. you. And he's like, I don't think I've ever been hugged before. I'm like, you're going to tell me that you grew up in a, an Italian household and you talk about your Nona and your Nona never hugged you? Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. And he said um, that his dad started bringing him on like jobs at as young as 10 years old to toughen him up and he was there to see his dad get killed and that's when he took his first life which you know foreshadowing um so to avenge his like father's death because like one of the guys like the the adults gave a 10 year old a gun and was like shoot the guy that killed your father he is 10 he is 10 years old i'm sorry but like i don't give a shit of what hardening up you need to do why would you give a 10 year old a gun and tell him to kill the guy that (laughs) what okay yeah he can become the youngest don in the don the youngest don in chicago's history (laughs) chicago's (laughs) history It's my Italian impression. Can you tell that I'm Polish? (laughs) Yeah, they have like sex and a couple, a bunch in the bed or whatever. But the library scene where they have sex, that was pretty hot. Actually, I did like the sex scenes. Yeah, like they, they were hot. They were very, very hot. Minus all the weird, aggressive stuff sprinkled in between. Yeah, yeah. This is a situation where. I would have liked the sex scenes better if the stuff that wasn't the sex scenes was not so annoying to me. Yeah. I like what he says, fine. like, come for me. And he's like demanding in those types of like, he's demanding in the bed, which is nice. It's fun. I like that. But 
the all the other stuff where he's like, I'm a monster. And he's like, people fear me. You should fear me. I'm a beast. And <laughs> I mean, he is a murderer, torturist and kidnapper. So he's not lying. Yeah, he's not lying. And she's just all like, oh, that's okay. Cause you keep me safe. Have you seen your muscles though? They're so weird. <laughs> But the cutest muscles. I know about the whole kidnapping and thing that was kind of rough, but the biceps on this man, I can't even. So yeah, they're they're getting super close. They loving each other. Lots of hot sex. He's finally like, okay, coast is clear. You can go see Freya. And she, now she's like a whole new woman and wears really tight dresses that are strappy and rappy. And like, she's not in her baggy clothes anymore. Um... So she goes, Tony, the driver, picks her up and like this bodyguard that's supposed to go with her to go drop her off at this dinner date with Freya. But it turns out, bitches are traitors. They knock her out, tie her up and drug her and bring her to Stefano Ricci's, I think it was like a printing press place or something. But we only find that out because Freya calls luca out of the fucking blue and he's like how the hell did you get my number and she's like shut up bitch go find my friend and he's like how do you know where she is how do you know she's missing oh uh, i put a tracking device in her necklace forever ago because i can't afford to lose her why boundaries yeah. although i do like freya i kind of want to read the second book because i bet you it's Pretty That's good why with her I, as the main I think character. I feel like one of the few very positive things I read I wrote was at some point, like her and Luca have that that kind of that conversation of like, listen, bitch, find my friend, and I was like, oh, I like that dynamic. <laughs> Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, like, I give me enemies to lovers any day. <laughs> I enjoy her character, and I enjoy how fiery she is, and she makes me think of like my friend back home, and like kind of her personality a little bit. But uh, she's not crazy to the point where she would not tell me she put a tracking device in a necklace that she gave me as a gift. Yeah, that's not uh, cool. Sounds like a bad really, friend. Really, really weird and really possessive again. Like, what's with all this this theme of possession? It's. I mean, are you really friends if you don't implant a tracking device into your friend like a pet? <laughs> right? <laughs> That kind of weirded me out a little bit. Um, not a little bit, quite a bit, because I yeah, boundaries, lots of boundaries being crossed there. So they know where she is and they're like, okay, we need to like saddle up, boys. We gotta go save my woman. Um and well uh while Darlene's captured, she's like trying to think of ways to escape, and it turns out like there's like bolts or like screws loose on these the pipe that she's attached to. Um so Mateo shows up with reinforcements and some some of them hang back because they're like, okay, only some of us can go in because strategically, if we all go in at once, then they'll know. But if some of us go in a, at a couple at a time, they won't know, but we could lose somebody, blah, blah, blah. Lots of like, you know, law and order style dramatics when it comes to raiding someplace. Um, so they come in, there's a shootout bunch of people die and then they go into the room where Darlene um is supposed to be captured being captured and she's got a gun um pointed at Stefano because she got it she escaped and then hid in the corner and waited for somebody to like come down the stairs when the gun started blazing um 
beat a dude to death. <laughs> um, and then Stefano came down, she stole his gun somehow and had it pointed at him. Um, and they have this really weird moment where he's like, leave my angel. And she's like, no, I want to see him die. And I'm like, who the fuck is this lady? <laughs> like, she's really starting like, to open weird up. And he's like, hey, she's a queen now. She's a mafia he's queen. Like, he's like, that was so fucking hot. I fucking love you. And she's like, I fucking love you. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he's like, uh... <laughs> He fucking, he fucking, yeah, yeah. He kills Stefano and she just like she's scared by the shot. So she like then hides herself in him. And I'm like, what just what just happened? She just like christened herself in blood and guts. Um for this man she literally has not known longer than three months. Um yeah, so they go back and they're like, she he comes back from a run or something, and he's like, Oh, I got a gift for you. And she's like in the library and he gives her this original first time translated copy of Beauty and the Beast. And then she's like, Guess what? I'm pregnant. We're gonna have a baby, we're gonna grow a family. And then she opens like the book and then a ring pops out, and he's like, Will you marry me? Um I was like, did he cut a hole in that book to put that ring in there? I don't think. I, don't I think otherwise. it was just in there. Yeah, but yeah, it's like, like so obvious it. then that there is a ring in there. It's a book. It's a book. It's true. I'm assuming it has a rock like on that ring. I'm assuming he he spent some money on that. On that no, ring. I think it was like a, like a vintage antique, uh, like more I guess They'll her style. Stones. They're yeah. thicker than the page of a book. That's true. Thicker than a page of the book very obvious um but yeah so they decided that they're gonna get married um apparently now freya can come and go on the compound as much as she pleases um the end and they're gonna have like 15 kids yeah he's like i want to have oh, 12 yeah. babies yeah she's like obviously he's like, obviously. Oh, he's like <laughs> what? What he's like all i ask is that uh what is it marry me as soon as possible and have at least a dozen children and then she's like that's two things he, 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 he. <laughs> i'd have been like how many children excuse me sir <laughs> you get two how many of these children are going to be kidnapped by other crime families i'm not bringing children into this environment <laughs> who are you it's been three months and i've been kidnapped twice so far right <laughs> Not even in the three months span. She's been kidnapped twice. Oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, so that's the book. <laughs> There's room for improvement. Yeah. Um, I liked it though. This was not, this is not the worst book that you've ever picked. <laughs> this is no, very we've true. All, we've all got, we've all done much worse, much more traumatizing things to mm -hmm. ourselves. I didn't like it just because it hit all of the things that annoy me. Not like things that like I hate or that squick me out, but just like things that make me go, no, why Why is she a, a fat virgin who hates herself? <laughs> yeah, that's so why is she, Why is he so weirdly on and off and like unable to process emotions and mean and awful? And why did they kidnap her? And she's totally fine with it. Why, why did those things happen? 
that's that's, that's literally thing. just the like we could read 20 books that I all have the exact the, same I premise think the more we read that book yeah in various variations the more annoyed i get by mm-hmm. it also, it's the same thing over and over yeah i'm really annoyed the fact that she was even kidnapped by that family because there's a big no-no rule in regards to women and children like it just makes me question how much he he she i don't know who cameron's of unisex name um did the research on the mob because you don't touch kids and you don't touch the women i'm going to guess that the cameron hart who wrote this book and also stealing his heart curvy girl mountain men romance men of blackthorn mountain is probably not a man I'm going to say that they're probably either a woman, non-binary, somewhere on that spectrum. Um, I'm looking at the covers of these books in the descriptions, and I do not think a straight man wrote any of these books. (laughs) One is called, I just want to go through some titles. One is called Claiming His Baby Girl, which, Claiming His Baby Girl, Tangle Cheats, perfect title for a romance novel. What is it called? Tangle Cheats, perfect romance novel title. I like that. Wait, is you um, saying it's a fish romance novel? Perfect. Like, romance novel title. Oh. <laughs> What's a fish romance? We should put one of those on the list for next We've season. We've already read it. There were <laughs> There was suicide. That's yeah, true. And that one in Stillborn yeah. Babies. Yeah. And there's one called Savage Ride, which just... I think her thing is just, like, men with tattoos. <laughs> all, the, all this... I mean, gruff men with tattoos. tattoos. So I'm here for it. (laughs) Overall, they're like 10, 12, curvy way. I like that. It's it's an address. 10, 12, curvy way. Okay. That's cute. That's a cute title. Yeah. Um, I just really hope she's not a poor, hates herself, thick girl. Um, I would just like to read a book about a girl that's my size, that's confident and sexy and just dominates the world and doesn't hate herself. Um, you know, but, and doesn't need a man to save her. Um, overall though, minus all the other little bits that really annoyed me and had it has it's the book that has the most redeemable qualities in it though like if you were to like go in and make it shorter you can cut out all those bits and it's a pretty big book you know it would work if we had read this four books ago i would have already forgotten about it by now yeah that's the problem because we've read this variation so often yeah yeah it's the uh, same book that we've yeah. read over and over again. There's there's a thousand of these on Next Amazon I Kindle. Read zero of these. I want to read yes. one. I'll I'll read one. Because otherwise, again, I'm gonna be at the end again, and I'm gonna be. This is a genu- genuinely harmless, like fluffy thing of a book that shouldn't annoy me as much as it's annoying, <laughs> but I think it's just because we read so many of them. Yeah. Yeah. You're just overstimulated at this point. Yes. I have been he's been up and out for long. hours and hours and hours by this man and I kind of just want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I feel that. I stopped being able to come like 20 minutes ago. Like, we gotta stop. Mm-hmm. We're done. It's bedtime. There's work in the morning. Yeah. 
I just ate a lot of pasta. You're jostling me around a lot. We need to, we need to quit it. (laughs) There's so much dairy. I'm very bloated. Yeah. Too jiggly. You're hurting me. Stop it. (laughs) You're (laughs) jiggly. I'm too loaded with pasta. Like, I don't got time for this. Ladies, how wet did this make you? I'm going to stick with the dairy. Um, and I'm going to say uh, that someone who thought that they were stronger than they were tried to get a gallon of milk off of the top shelf and it fell and it busted on the cold linoleum. Um, and now there's a large puddle of milk in the middle of the grocery store that everyone has to step over. Um, it is wet and it is there, but it's not really where you want it to be. <laughs> That's actually a really good description. I can picture it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could picture that. Clean up on aisle six. That's what it <laughs> Protocol seven. Protocol yeah. seven, burn the clothes. <laughs> protocol six, sweep, sweep up the milk. Mop up the milk, whatever. <laughs> We're going to do protocol 10 through 15, please. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, got to think of, oh gosh, come on. Like, I have I, not that. That was a good one. Yeah, uh, I'll say I, like, I'm at an Italian restaurant and I've ordered a glass of red wine. Because I I've had this wine before and I th- I thought I liked it, but I misremembered and so I had a sip of the wine and I was like this is gross and so it just sits there on the table the whole time. So I'm just this unwanted glass of red wine. Familiar and unpleasant. You're making pasta, and typically when you throw some like noodles in there, like depending on like depending the kind of pasta, you know let's just go with like spaghetti noodles. It's good enough to the point like where it's like the noodles are almost ready, but they're slightly undercooked. Does that make sense? Would you say that you are just shy of al dente? <laughs> I was just shy of al dente. If all that other little annoying bits were taken out, the sex scenes were great. The sex scenes were hot. Minus all those little bits that kind of like, because like it would be super hot and then it would just be like someone turned off the boiling water. <laughs> shy of al dente. <laughs> Like, damn, like, okay, well, that's annoying. Um, So it just takes me, it just takes me out of it, you know? But overall, it just, it wasn't a terrible book, but it could, it's, it could be better. All right. Well, do you want to play a, attempt to play a game of Would You Rather? Since you don't have thought of some Would You Rather? I was going to say, let's make Nicole proud, but I just know that we're not going to. (laughs) No, like she comes up with like really, really She's good so ones. Good, Nicole. If you want to, you can title this one "Mafia Disappointment" and then in the in the description say how disappointed you are in us if we're not thinking of any would you rather. I thought of it like three minutes before we started the Zoom call. I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> me too." And I'm not like, prepared. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's see. I mean, would you rather be poor and hate yourself and sleep on a crappy mattress but be free? Or would you rather be forever kidnapped by a very sexy mafia man and have all of the books and the money and children that your heart could desire? My thing with this is, towards the end, she's pretty. She can do what she wants, pretty much. (laughs) So that's fine. You know, it's like Stockholm Syndrome is like just so strong at that point where he yeah. can trust her to leave and come back. But the and good thing about so Stockholm much... Syndrome is that you don't even know that you have it. It's true. <laughs> so but you're having a great so time. so much better with a com- comfortable bed. 
honestly. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel like if I was in a really crappy situation like that, I'm going to lean towards the, the nice comfy bed. Yeah. And he's hot. He's hot. So I, I guess if I'm going to, you know, which end of the stick I'm going to get, let's go with, uh, let's go with Mafioso of Chicago. I was, I was just thinking, how, like, who are all the different people who have kidnapped women in the books we've read? We had the werewolves, we had the vampire, technically dragon was... No, that wasn't. Was it kidnapping? She yeah. was sort of stuck in a room for a while there, where she couldn't leave. She was stuck in a room for a while. I mean, she broke them out of prison, and then they took her with mermaid. Them. Mermaid. Man, that was kidnapping. It's like all of them. Cowboy <laughs> on Mars. It's all of them. All of them are kidnapped. Oh gosh. Oh. Yeah. What are we doing? We need to <laughs> find travel. Time travel. That was fuck cabin kidnapping. Yeah. Which one would you rather be kidnapped by? Ooh, pirates. Pirates is also kidnapping. Ooh. Well, I think we know which one I'm going to choose if I have yeah. to choose a kidnapper. Hot pirate. Hot pirate. Go mm. to the Caribbean. I'll just go with the... Uh, no, I'm going to go with Mateo. I can't... I can't. No, I don't want to do pirates. I'm going to get seasick, and if I don't have my, my patches, I'm going to get so <laughs> nauseous, and I'm going to start puking, and it's not going to be a good time. <laughs> No, I would also probably I like like you know, I like the idea of having a library. Yeah, like library, all the pasta you can eat, like. And I don't want like five werewolf husbands. No, I don't want to live in a weird castle in the sky with vampires where like electricity doesn't work. That's stupid. and you have to do anal fourteen times a oh, day yeah, for some reason. <laughs> and you can only have a Kindle. You can't have a TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. The internet doesn't work in that castle. What am I supposed to do without internet? There's definitely internet in the Italian mom. Yeah, exactly. At least there's that. I mean, she might have to monitor my phone calls, but I mean... Never fucking call anybody anyway. Yeah, who do I talk to? I only talk to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I Um, am kind of horrified about the number of books that we've read yeah well, when i was listening to them it's like shit no wonder i'm annoyed <laughs> yeah, this is really concerning we should just like do it a, a, a diagram of like all of the books that we've read and like all the tropes and just kind of like do percentages i don't know just like cross points like there's a correlation between kidnapping and um foster care child like ptsd situations um Yep. Or there's a strong correlation between mermaid <laughs> sex and suicide. <laughs> oh, no. Thank you for listening with us all year, babes. Next time on the Kinky Ladies Book Club, we're going to be celebrating our season two finale. See you there. If the Kinky Ladies turned you on today, be sure to follow us on social media. We are the Kinky Ladies Book Club on Facebook, Kinky Ladies Podcast on Instagram, and on Twitter, it's Kinky Ladies Pod. You can also email us at kinkyladiespodcast at gmail.com. Remember, we want your book suggestions and not dick pics. Um, this is kind of weird doing an episode without Nicole. Oh, yeah. I know. Saying about I was just how saying. This is not. We're. We, we're going to fall apart. <laughs> She's the glue that holds the family together. Yeah.
Like, what are we supposed to do when it comes to what would you, would you rather? Like, oh, just not, I mean, we, we, to be fair, this book is not particularly inspiring of would you rather's to me. Mm-hmm. That's, um, true, that's true. Like, would you rather read also... this book or fall into a spike? And maybe I'd rather fall into a spike. I don't know. 